and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. The Brad and Brit cast is underway. Thank you for joining us. Are you ready? Are you ready? A week from today, we're going to be tits deep in the New York Life ACC Men's Basketball Tournament. Live from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Brad, are you excited? No. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, mean, I, I hate to – I, I, I'm sorry. I have watched about 10 minutes of college basketball this year. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, and I know that and that doesn't I, – I just don't care anymore. I, I want know. you. I want you to watch uh, a North Carolina. I want you to watch the North Carolina Duke game on Saturday, only because. And you can now. Do those teams ever? Do they ever play each other? Is it's that a frequent the first time? Though? I don't think they've met before. I'm not sure how that's going to go. Because I'm really not a much of a. Okay. They got a kid that plays for North Carolina, Blake Manick, and he looks like 1977 Bill Walton. Of course, he's like a foot mm. shorter, but he looks like 1977 Bill Walton. Just watch one minute, just so you can see Brady Manick for for to see okay. how much he looks like him. No, I, I'm really in to the uh, mode. Uh, I will admit, I will be the guy that starts watching during the tournaments. Oh, okay. I'm, I, I've not invested one minute that's, in any. That's what, yeah. that's what they expect. I mean, nobody yeah. expects anybody, and then you know, and then they sh- you show up in March Madness, and then it's all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll pretend I care when when it's uh, profitable. <laughs> yes, profitable to me. All right. Um, here's a piece I was just looking at a few minutes ago. It's called "Why Does Putin Have Super Fans Among the U.S. Right Wing?" <laughs> Which, by the way, is the simplest. It is the simplest question that's ever been asked because, yeah. of course, Putin is. Every right-wing Christian nationalist, yeah. Nazi conservative, off the charts, yes, everything that that they would ever want. He hates gay people. For wanting to start with, he hates gay people. That's and he that's wants on to the list them. here. Yeah, that's on the list here. I mean, he's everything. Yeah, he's say what you want about Vladimir Putin. He may be slaughtering innocent Ukrainians, but on the plus side. He's never once called Tucker Carlson a racist. <laughs> this is great. So here, here, here was that rant. Here was that rant. Here was that Carlson rant. Has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired for disagreeing with him? Is he making fentanyl? Is he trying to snuff out Christianity? Does he oh, eat dogs? This is great. These are fair questions, and the answer to all of them is no. So that's his justification for right. denying that it's correct to hate Putin. And he certainly doesn't want to be told to hate Putin because Putin never did anything to him, which, by the way, is a corollary to the Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal Podcast cry by a lot of guests of, well, Jerry Lewis was good to me, right? Putin never did anything to me. There's a million right. of those. There's a, there's a right. million of those. When, when right. People, when people right. would talk shit about Donald Trump three years ago. Well, have you ever met him? Have you met the mayor? Have you met He's a great no. guy. Funny guy. I don't have Wonderful. to meet somebody to know yeah. that they suck. I don't have to put horse shit in my mouth to know it tastes bad. No, but I don't, but have, I don't have to do you're, that. You're, leave, you're leaving it on the table here. It, it's worse than that because there are a lot of people who 
they don't hear much of it anymore. But early on, they yeah. were saying, yeah, I was with Trump. I was out to dinner with him. He's a hilarious, great. tells great stories, Fantastic. blah, 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 blah. Great tipper. He tips like 50%. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. They love attacks on gay and transgender people. They love the dismissal of Western liberalism. Yeah. Uh, they love the way he dismantled women's rights yeah. in Russia. And of course, uh, you've always got the uh, always popular, but never always expressed publicly as much as uh, you'd like it to be anti-Semitism working with uh, Putin also. Now, uh, today yeah. in the news, as we uh, speak, the latest bombing, if you could say the latest anything, uh, was at a, uh, I think, a TV tower mm-hmm. in Kiev, and it's uh, apparently very close by to a Holocaust memorial. That's just lo- just dumb luck on the part of the Russians there. That's, a, that's another Holocaust were... memorial. That's another one that Marjorie Taylor Greene won't be able to visit. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I think she could have learned yeah. something. That could have turned her around. All right, so it's not just the racism, the homophobia, the misogyny that the right loves about Putin. It's the muscle. Because yeah. you know all the polling about who's the strong leader. Is it yeah. Putin or Biden? Of course, it's always it's always Putin. Um, 62% Republicans and Republican-leaning people think Putin's stronger leader. 71% among those who name Fox as their primary source of cable news. And it's obvious we laughed at that picture that, I don't know if this, you could close your eyes, you know what I'm talking about, where he's uh, sitting on a horse with no shirt on. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. It worked for some people and you'd like to know what uh, their favorite um, category is on Pornhub if that got them excited you just want to know just for information are you trying to say that perhaps that Vladimir Putin might be compensating for either having a small penis or wanting to put one in his mouth I think you're no absolutely no I'm talking I'm talking about the people who liked it who are are represented in this poll as being really really impressed with Putin's strength as a leader, because it takes a lot of strength to hold yourself up for decades and uh, order shit and kill people. And that's a, that's a strong leader, Britt. Well, that is a strong leader. And also, I mean, the, the corollary, the, the lock her up people, the way that he locks up his political enemies, they love him. Oh, they're, 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 they're yeah. Huge, <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. He, he doesn't just talk the lock. He walks the walk. That's exactly right. right. He just goes there. You go, and then he he poisons them. Then he puts them in jail. Then he poisons them some more. I mean, the guy is just a genius, honestly. And by the way, I do not love him. Again, you're 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 not getting all the way where you need. Remember, he came up, or his people came up with the idea of poison underwear, poison underpants. Okay. Which, of course, explains why you're not wearing pants right now, but don't show us. We, you know, it seems, I, I I mean, Donald Trump, when you think about it, is really a super junior varsity version of Putin, right? He's just like a, a much lesser version of Putin. Like, if you ordered Putin off of Wish, you would get Donald Trump, essentially. Well, but- I, I think you're you're uh, you're giving him too much credit there. I don't even think he's a junior varsity version. He's on the freshman team, oh, you know. And when when you're only on the freshman team, and by, by the way, here's how great a basketball player I was as a kid. I tried out for the freshman basketball team. Yeah. At the the high school I was going to in in New Jersey, and. And I couldn't make it. I don't think I made it 20 minutes because the wind sprint, they started to make us do wind sprints. And I'm just not a wind sprint kind of guy. That was already for me. So I, I resigned uh, from, from the idea of being a strong leader later on 
by uh, not being just a, a freshman ball player. I was going to be the varsity guy, but I, I, I think you're, you're, you're right. But, but maybe we're, we're uh, uh, not thinking about the fact that there are just common traits in people like this who have no boundaries will show no compunction to do anything as long as they think it is benefit benefiting them. Um, and, and I think, and we're not going down this road. We don't have to worry about it, but I, I think it needs to be a, a thing that people are very careful about as saying, well, gee, gee, Trump isn't so bad now. Look what Putin's doing. Trump would never do that. Okay. W- w- that's not the comparison because then that's like saying, no one has been as bad as Hitler since then, so therefore blank is okay. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Is, Trump is in his own category. We're in the United States. We're not supposed to have a dictator no. who does things like that. So no. don't compare him at, at all, you defenders, to, uh, to to someone like Putin who's sending in the. Uh, can, can we talk military strategy here for just a second? Sure. Yeah, two military strategies. We're experts on this. Go ahead. I know. I well. <laughs> Brit, Brit, I I rock in Stratego. Okay, so. Stratego. There's a good reference. Yeah, Stratego. Oh, you lose a couple of pieces on that thing. That bomb thing was pretty cool. The bomb thing was the you know you never knew where the bomb was, right? Never knew, never knew what it was. Could be behind yeah. any of those. Um. So, and it's impossible to figure out what the thought pattern is here. But I don't know if ever in the history of warfare ever there has been anything comparable to a fully on display telegraphed 40 mile march of death on offense showing off military equipment for about 40 miles. Right. You're seeing the the satellite pictures over and over and over again. It's not a not a fake and it's going slow. Um, and I mean, I mean, clearly this is designed to get, uh, president Zelensky to say, okay, stop. We give, we're done. Just give me safe passage to, uh, you know, to Akron or, or, or somewhere else Akron. and, and, and do, do not obliterate our city and turn it into a parking lot and do what you did to the Chechens 15 years ago, where uh, that was that was small time. That was only about 200,000 people. But again, and we mentioned this on the previous podcast, there's no video. There's no live television of that event. So this, by a factor of, I, I don't even know if there's a number uh, to, 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 to describe just how much more horrendous this will be if it goes as it looks like it's supposed to go. But then on the other hand, this seems to be designed almost to fail in that, and, and, and I don't know, we've watched enough Warner Brothers cartoons to know that the best laid plans to uh, get Bugs Bunny or the best laid plans by the Coyote to get the Roadrunner, who Coyote always had better 
technology, right? He had the latest Acme everything. And unlimited resources, too. He he could order anything he wanted to from Acme. I don't know where he was getting the money. I don't know who supplied that to him, but he could get whatever he wanted. Any armaments at all. It was an early Amazon Amazon cartoon used to deliver those. That's where Bezos got the idea for Amazon was by watching fucking Acme. Look at those cartoons. Right. And I'm I'm not trying to be flippant about this at all, but it 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 seems, and I know that uh, what we're seeing in public, and we're even seeing President Zelensky, who I hope is uh, not saying everything that he's thinking. It seems like he is, but I'm sure he isn't, um, because what he's saying is also designed to uh, throw off Russian strategy. I guess at any given minute, in addition to speaking to the whole world and asking for for uh, help beyond. You know what we've been able to do, and asking for entrance in an emergency pass to get into the European Union, or a, a junior pass to be in NATO for 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 a while. Um, uh, but a forty, it, it seems like it, it it wouldn't take a lot. It wouldn't take a lot to fuck that thing up, yeah. because first of all, forty miles of stuff, shit's going to break down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when shit breaks down. It stops everything behind it. When somebody runs out of gasoline, it takes time. I guess that's why it's probably going so slow. They probably had all these kinds of, of events. And when you have 40 miles of Russian soldiers who apparently uh, don't all uh, 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 are, are not all a part of this, how should we say it voluntarily, are not part of this how should we say uh, with full knowledge of where they were going you mean okay? they, they woke up exactly. one day yeah. <laughs> you don't right. think the recruiting guy told him the whole story about what was right. happening all right so just statistically if you have 40 miles of stuff who knows how many people that is 70,000 80,000 right you may have a few that just say yeah not going to do it and it I'm doesn't take a, i'm going home or, or i'm going to i'm going to blow up my own tank i don't something like that yeah and and I guess I guess that's just hope against hope because, uh, you know, within a few hours you know, they could be uh, pulling um, uh, a land-based Dresden yeah. onto uh, Kiev and just just lighting everything on fire and oh. killing every. I mean, I, I understand it, but but uh, my point is, is that the right strategy to do what you want to do? Um, it just seems that you would do it from you know, different directions. They're in too deep. Or, Again, he's he's in too deep. I think it was just uh, it's gone on far. I think it's gone on longer than they thought it would. I think the Ukrainians have put up more resistance than they thought he would, and now you're at the position where you are fully isolated. And again, it doesn't matter because his money is going to be safe, whatever. But again, you do get to where the oligarchs and where the yacht-based class that supported Putin all this time they start getting hurt by some of these sanctions. And they're going to be start talking to their boy about what's the plan? What's our end game here? What's the regime change that you got in mind, Vladdy? Because this, this looks like it's going in. Well, it, we're hunkering down for a little bit longer fight than we thought. Well, I, I hope you're right. But then on the other hand, maybe uh, even the, the second richest guy in Russia doesn't dare say a word. We don't know. I mean, if, once you once you have that whole kind of regime set up, everybody can be afraid. We don't know. We don't know. But if you have thousands of people willing to get arrested on the streets of uh, Moscow and Leningrad and other other cities, and you, I, I love the threat that they put up. If if you go out there and protest and you get arrested, you may never be able to get another job. 
It's the it, that's what they're saying. They're saying, "Now this is going to ruin your career if you get arrested for protesting." Which is the uh, Russian version. I'm translating into the Russian of uh, it'll go on your permanent record. This will go on your permanent record, yeah. right? Because these are people. I think it seems like who um, they understand what's going on in the world. They're not completely hermetically sealed off. Uh, Russia is not North Korea. How about no. that? Is that, well, that a better? Yeah, no, because you're seeing the protests. The protests are ha- happening. I mean, not everyone is being able to hear hear about that stuff and see those pictures. But yeah, they're protesting in the streets against this war in Russia. That's happening. And there's there's not just a couple of people that are doing it. So you're right. They're not completely, you know, if in North Korea, if you ever tried to protest, you'd be shot dead immediately and your body would be dragged off and that would be the end of you, right? And your whole family would then be murdered and fed to the dogs. That That's what would happen in North Korea. You're, you're 100% correct. These people are not hermetically sealed off and he's losing the hearts and minds thing for whatever that's worth. He Zelensky has been elevated. And if you don't think that that yeah. bothers Vladimir Putin, that Zelensky is now a zillion times more popular than he ever dreamed of being. That's the sort of shit that gets under his skin. That's what he and Trump have in common well, forever and ever, is that they this shit bothers them. All right, well, th- that brings us to what I put at the bottom of my side of the screen for folks who are watching us, not just listening. Um, at the bottom of uh, our screen, which you've now covered up so that I can't remember what is there. It says split screens can be harmful. Split screens can be harmful. And I bring that up because uh, again, as we uh, speak on, on Tuesday afternoon, Biden does uh, his uh, state of the union thing in Washington. And if the timing is as it's appeared to be uh, on track for, Tonight, Tuesday night, that that could be the the uh, peak, the pinnacle, the initial at least beginnings of the uh, complete obliteration of Kiev. And if God forbid they split that screen while Biden is talking, and it's half because, him talking, I think, and, I think Putin's aware of when the speech is going to start. Right? <laughs> you know, well, well, now are we going to give him? Are we going to give him credit for this, or is this just? You know, it just happened. We don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but there's going to be a, a a real temptation. Oh, sure. To to for for the TV networks to, if not split the screen, how about give them a little box up yeah. in the corner? You know, like they do when there's bad weather. Here's they like the sure. bad weather warning up in the corner, which would be completely distracting. And what would that do? That would give full full permission for the right-wingers and the Foxers and the rest of them to go, well, look whose fault it is. It's obviously Biden's fault. What is and the, what he's is doing the, nothing. He's giving speeches while our friends, the Ukrainians, Okay, I'll, I'll, take, your, I'll take your bet. You're going to regret because I'm the best I've ever been. So what Joe Biden should do, according to the right-wingers, is immediately land the 82nd Airborne behind into the Ukraine and start having American men and women fight Russian soldiers. Is that what they're saying? Is that what we should do? No, I'm curious, no, I, no. I want to know what this no. weak ass Joe Biden is supposed to do. I'd like to know that. No, Britt, this is the this is the the uh, the, the idiocy of it. Of course, they don't want a war. Republicans don't want war. They don't want war, but they want Biden to do something. 
And they want to try to rewrite history and claim, I saw Marco Rubio do this with a full straight face this morning on uh, CNBC, talk about how Donald Trump was the guy who sent lots of real weapons to Ukraine this. and Joe Biden has been blocking, blocking, blocking ever I since. Love this. Now, <laughs> this uh, whoever was doing the interview wasn't quick enough on their feet to mention, yes, Donald Trump did eventually send arms to Ukraine. After but was that gone. was only that was only after yeah. the Congress had passed the legislation and then he sat on it and then used leverage to try to get Zelensky right yeah. to to take out Joe Biden and Correct. come up with a fake Correct. series of charges against him. Correct. Um, but so a couple years later, what are what are Republicans doing They're They're making it seem as if Donald Trump was the great Ukrainian savior who was uh, stopped in his tracks by the election that Trump refuses to acknowledge that he lost, that Republicans, most of whom refuse to say that Trump is full of shit for not acknowledging that he lost. But no matter what, the Ukrainians were the big losers here, right? The Ukrainians were the losers because Donald they don't Trump. have their savior, Donald, Donald Trump, Trump, Trump anymore. Are you are you kidding me? Are, I mean, but Brit, the- this is what they do. This is what they Dude. What is the what is the actual view that fo- the Fox News crowd? Because I did see I did see a clip from Newsmax where they had John Bolton on, and the Newsmax guy was going, "Well, Donald Trump did this and this and this and this for for Ukraine, and he fucked over Russia with these sanctions, and he put these sanctions on Russia." And and and, and John Bolton goes, "Are you full of shit?" Donald Trump did nothing. We we and, and, and this is John Bolton who wants to give nothing to the left, but he knows exactly he didn't know where the Ukraine was. Donald Trump didn't. He thought Finland was a part of the USSR. He had no idea, and he was dragged kicking and screaming into any sanctions whatsoever. They had to they had to drag his fat ass kicking and screaming into doing anything to Russia. John Bolton said that. So I, I want to know what the current narrative. For Fox News is, and I'm I'm not watching. I'm not sure if you are. I know that the word "weak" has to be said anywhere Joe Biden's name is said within a well, second. That See, has that, to be said, that, right? Brit, that covers that Everything. covers all things. That but gives you but that gives that, you the right to say no matter what he's doing, it's wrong because he was either weak because whatever he's doing now, if it's if it's action, if it's affirmative, if it's sending weapons. If it's uh, sending American troops to the border at uh, Poland, that's not strength. That's weakness because he should have done it last year. Okay, but uh, if he does too much, and if uh, we trigger World War Three and uh, we're all nuke, we're all going to regret that. Right? He's a warrior. He's got a forty-year record of always being wrong on everything, and and he voted for the Iraq War. I mean. I really want to drill down this because I want to get what this narrative is. Again, this 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 weak Joe Biden, but they don't want him to go to war because there's no political will in this country to dedicate American blood and treasure to defending Ukraine. There just isn't. That's not even discussable. We can all agree on that. There's like five guys somewhere out in the middle of fucking Wyoming that think we should fight a land war in Ukraine to beat back Russian troops, or we should join the Russian side to beat down the Ukrainians. That's what they think, but there's no political will for that. So what exactly do they want? Joe Biden to do. They can't tell you. He's done, he's played this a hundred percent perfectly. He's Brit. done everything that he could do. He's kept NATO together and strong. He's slammed Russia with sanctions. And it, it but they can't admit that this guy's making all the right steps. They short of short of 
you know, unilateral military action by the United States, which is not going to happen. Not going to happen. Which, but, but the Republicans are fantastic at playing defense, at playing the outsider, at being the critics. And they, they suck when they're in power, in case anybody didn't notice that. So it, they're a lot better off uh, in this position. They're a lot better off uh, not having their president be in office when this happens. Uh, because I don't want to discuss the hypotheticals if it, if, if if Trump was in there, and that's just oh, you, that's just a waste you, of time. You don't think that Trump would have had, had the, had the uh, you don't think Trump would have had the photo op in Kiev right now, standing on the rubble, standing on some six year old kid's skull? Yeah, you yeah. don't think that would have happened? But yeah, again, I want I want to continue to drill down with the narrative. The narrative from these idiots who believe in Trump are they saying that that that, that this would have never happened if Trump was was reelected? Because Trump had this, he had this relationship with Putin, and he would have not allowed Putin to go into Ukraine. Is that part of their narrative, or is great respect? Their... That's exactly right. Great respect. Putin is that what the deal? They, they have this very good Trump. relationship. Right. And... right. Wait. Hang on. Um, uh, Putin was just another person who, because remember where we started this Brad Britcast with the commonalities between Putin. And Nazis and white nationalists and Trumpists and, and you know they, they kind of like the same thing. So uh, because of that, Putin would and would continue to be so enthralled with Donald Trump that he would have never done anything to offend him. Yes, that's what they're saying. And of course, it's just absurd. It's it, it's stupid. Putin's probably been thinking about this since he was thirty years old, twenty five. Who knows? Maybe maybe forty years ago. He's been thinking about this moment. And remember, his take is that the dissolution of the Soviet Union was the worst thing that's ever happened, if not in human history, certainly in the 20th century, because I just can't think of any other bad things that happened in the 20th century besides I can't that. Either. Not <laughs> that was just the worst. Not much this happened. The worst. Right, right. So um, to him, having Trump in there was fantastic. Because, you know, Trump was the useful idiot. He is the definition of that term, which is just that that's just wonderful. I, I believe that was first developed in the uh, in the 40s or, or, or 50s. It's kind of a McCarthy era. Yeah. Um, or maybe even, right. you know, maybe even 1930s kind of uh, uh, taunts against people who were uh, sympathetic to to a communism. And there was a lot of that in this country. I don't deny that. But that, that, that's a different discussion. As to where we are right now with this person um, destroying the world right now, mm -hmm. he is he is as close to destroying the world as we know it as as anyone ever has been, and and, and this is the you know I guess we just have to get past the nobody ever thought this could happen, nobody ever thought we would be back in a situation even remotely analogous to the 1930s. And maybe even, unfortunately, the '40s, because the '40s is when the war really was uh, was uh, raging throughout the world. I mean, World War II started in September of '39. Um, I mean, are are we close to that? I I hope not. I don't think so. Um, but again, I just don't recall. And I'm not a military historian type who read every book about that. I just don't recall forty mile caravans, convoys. Um, to to well, attack. I mean, obviously, it's all about the 
it's all about the visuals. It's all about oh, the, the size. I mean, intimidating. That's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a, that's him unzipping and showing his dick. I mean, that's that's what that is for sure. He wants people to see all that. He wants them to be intimidated. Uh, the Ukrainian people are, you know, they can be intimidated, but they're pretty tough sons of bitches right now. Uh, eventually, you do run out of resources because the the Russians have better resources. But damn, I'm telling you, I don't think I don't think he counted on it being quite this rough. I think that's been surprising to him. Well, short of them, and, and you know, we don't know the plan. Um, what was it, about uh, a year ago that we learned about what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in nineteen? What was that? Nineteen eleven. Yeah. When they the, they came in and, and just leveled uh, dozens of square blocks of Tulsa, where black people had really really prospered had done really really well and it just didn't sit right with the establishment white people in tulsa so they went in there and just destroyed the whole that killed hundreds of people and destroyed all the property and turned it into nothing turned it into nothing i mean there's a few little things that they have you know on this spot but other than that, everything was was destroyed. 1921, May 30th 21. of 1921 was when all of this kicked off. Okay, 10 years here, 10 years there. <laughs> the decade. <laughs> right. Um, now, if, if that's the plan for a city and metropolitan area the size of Kiev, which, uh, depending on uh, which person you're listening to at any given moment, it's either the size of uh, Chicago uh, Los Angeles, New York, or Jupiter, it's a big city. It's a big metro area. It's at least three or four million people. Big enough, big enough. But it's, there's a big difference between 300 people and four million. And would Putin send this group in to do the kind of damage, I guess, that, you know, 40 miles worth of fairly modern military equipment could do to a city are they just about to go sherman <laughs> yeah. sherman and just just marching through and and uh, anyone that's there women children dogs politicians non-politicians anyone you're all dead and if it's if it's a million and a half people so be it you were warned you saw it on tv you should have gotten out i'm, I'm not even going to ask the question would he do it i think we know the answer right now is yes now, Zelensky uh, has put out his latest video, as far as I know, within the last few hours. And he said, if you just stop your invasion, we can talk about ending this, which, of course, is it's, it's kind of bold. It's kind of cute. I mean, he's not exactly holding the high cards no. uh, to, to try to force the Russians to the negotiating table, except for the fact that since it's Russia against planet Earth, okay, and those of us who are not Putin, the rest of us, all seven and a half billion of us, like to believe that we want something beyond what's going to happen over the next three days for the world in Kiev, except for Putin. This is the only guy you can ever think of now that once the uh, capital of a country under his wing and the entire nation itself with nothing left of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But because 
if you if you completely destroy that city and, and, and there's no people left there, what what does he think this is going to look like? I know he hasn't given thought to this. He couldn't have given thought to this because on the other side of this, you have the world's largest insurgency. You have people who have said flat out women, children, men, uh, people who've lived in Ukrainian diasporas all over the world saying right. you're not going to give in to Putin, you're not going to let him rule me. That's not how this works. You, we, we do not allow, and we've actually never seen a dictatorship try to take out a democracy like this ever. It's never happened, except when Hitler did it. Oh, yeah. there was that time. Oh, yeah, that. And that, that didn't work out very well in the end. But look what it took to, to reverse that move. I mean, but, but so we're all trying to think rationally. With all these people who have been with Putin, who've observed him, who say this is what we think he's thinking, and of course no one really knows, all we can go by is what we are seeing. And we're seeing this relentless march by a guy who is, as you accurately described a few minutes ago, really, really pissed that this didn't happen. That uh, to, to, to quote Dick Cheney, uh, people weren't waiting there with flowers and candy to greet us as liberators, which no matter how bad a mistake we made with Iraq, no matter how bad a calculation that was, that when we toppled Saddam Hussein, they would love us for it and everything would, would work. As bad as that was, at least at some level, you could think, well, that, that might have made some sense because he had brutalized his people for years yeah. and years. And and Iraq did have a degree of an educated class. That, yes, that, me. I'd like to talk to uh, you Yeah, hold on a second. Hang hey. on. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, outside of maybe Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm going to have to just, I can't. Destroy somebody. Kill no, somebody. I can't. I have this phone, and I can't stop it. I can't stop it from, um, <laughs> from it'll just when it, go when it off. Rings. I, I, and there's like, you know, I can't do it. So, <laughs> so you, yeah, you were talking about uh, you were talking about Hitler and then marching through and all of this I mean, and going into Iraq and talking about the stuff that uh, Saddam Hussein had done to his own people. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, so I mean, there, there, there was at least it, it wasn't completely crazy to think that that was a possibility. In this case, there was never a possibility that the fiction that Russia and Putin and the rest of them have been, you know, that has been protested against and, and shot down as bullshit, even within Russia for a lot of people, that this was some kind of liberation of Russian speaking Ukrainians who just wanted to get back under the rule of Vladimir Putin instead of uh, the 30 years of uh, democracy that they've had, which uh, every democracy has fits and starts. And it's tough at the beginning. Uh, we're about 240 years into ours, and it's tough. <laughs> we haven't gotten it right yet. No, obviously. Um, so it, it's just not the same. This is worse. This is worse. This is, you know, Trump is worse than Watergate. Putin is worse than Iraq, way worse. And if the right-wingers are trying to use that as an excuse, well, look what we did. Substitute the name of uh, Putin with George W. Bush. And it's the same thing. Is it really? Really? 
Well, I, I, I no. want to get back again to this right wing finger, fever dream and what they why they think we would be much better off with Donald Trump. Either Trump would have kept Putin out of Ukraine because of their special relationship, or he would have just allowed Putin to go into Ukraine, take the area that he needed, and that would have been the end of it. I'm, I'm trying to get down on the narrative that they've landed on over at Fox because they went, they've, they've, they've evolved in, the, in, in about a week. Immediately, there was a lot of pro-Putin fever coming you're, from those guys. <laughs> you're, you're looking for a logical explanation where there is not going to be one. And I know tonight it's going to be, I mean, the, the rebuttal is going to be, you know, Biden's very weak. I, I think the better issue for the Republicans is to talk about $4 uh, on, of gasoline and, you know, $5 gallons of milk and shit like that. I think that's the winning way for the Republicans to go, other than to talk a lot about Russia. They can do that and talk about how weak he is. But the important thing, you want to nail that, oh, Joe Biden is killing the American middle class and we can't, there's not even shit on the uh, the store shelves for us to buy. And if there is, we can't afford it. I think that's the card you want to play if you're a Republican as a rebuttal to tonight's State of the Union. And just go ahead and get ready for those lowest rated speech ever. I just go ahead and just prepare yourself for that because I think that's also going to be trumpeted well, across from here, there, well, and everywhere no, else. You're, 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 uh, you're right. That's what they should do. But the temptation <laughs> is is going to be too great. And uh, I think the other reason this is so fraught with with um, trouble for the, the Democrats tonight, no matter whether Joe Biden does a speech worthy of uh, FDR and Lincoln and John F. Kennedy rolled into one, no matter how good it is, um, he's going to get shit for it because okay. if he dares, if he dares talk about anything, anything that's a quote unquote accomplishment, well, yeah, right. Okay. You can just hear, you can just hear it right now. Uh, yeah. We're building back better right now. Aren't we? Yeah. Those, those roads and bridges are all fixed because of the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Great job, Joe. Or you can just hear it. Well, that was completely his fault um, too, by the way. Right. <laughs> and, right. Right. And and uh, if he dares say anything about his Supreme Court justice nominee, well, oh, oh boy, uh, come on. We know what that's all about. You, you can just uh, I'm getting ill thinking about this. Right. Um, and there is nothing that a president can actually say about inflation that is a cure, is um, an analysis that doesn't just piss people off. It just pisses people off because it shouldn't be this way. I don't want to pay more. That's, 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 really, that's really all it is. And, and right now, because of what's going on with Russia, the chances that inflation uh, can be tamed in the short term the chances are uh, less than zero. The chances it can be tamed in the uh, medium term, six months to a year, uh, not much higher than that. And the chances that because of what's happening with the attempts that will be made to tame inflation by changing interest rates and things of that sort, which uh, almost for sure will not work, but will uh, help to really compress all of the uh, all the calculations that go into stock prices, which means there'll be a there could be a, a crushing bear market. Um, 
you're going to see spending stop on a dime, I think, in the country. I think all this, whist- I think this is whistling past the graveyard because everything, oh, but the economy's doing great. The, the, the one thing you have to say, blah, 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 but the economy's doing great and, and consumers are out there. And you know what? That can stop instantly. Okay. And when sentiment changes, it's amazing how people will pull in their horns quickly. It is amazing how everyone who is saying, you know what? Next summer, I'm traveling again. It's amazing how they won't if they feel that they can't because they have to allocate their money to spend on things that are more necessities. So uh, we're, we're in a real, real box. We have, uh, we have inflation. Uh, hiring is going to slow down very, very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. I think. And um, we just we have not seen this since I was, you know, 20 years old, a long time ago when, when you had this kind of situation. But this is different because of the fact that uh, you have a geopolitical issue here with, with uh, Russia, with these uh, sanctions. They're already blowing back on us, of course, um, with the price of uh, everything starting to climb even more quickly just in the in a few days. You can see it at the, uh, as you drive by the gas stations right now um but the price of commodities in general it's not just it's not just oil and and gasoline it is it is wheat it is rare minerals it is all those things that go into everything that we ever use every day all the time that are going to suffer inflationary pressures that by the way didn't exist a week ago right so think of that that's think of whatever you were saying the, the week ago now there, there's all this new shit in there yeah. to, to, to screw things up. Um, so that's not a very optimistic view of, of what could happen. But here's the, the optimistic view. I'm usually wrong about everything. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Because, you know, by, by now, um, the, uh, the rate on the 10-year Treasury note was supposed to be well over two, marching towards two and a half. And of course, it went completely the other direction the last few days and was down at 175, which is really low compared to where it was. And that's because people started taking their money out of the stock market and throwing it towards safer United States Treasury uh, securities. And then when they buy more, the price goes up and the interest rate goes down. And, and uh, nobody thought that. A week ago, <laughs> no, nobody thought that was going to happen. So there's, if you're in the business of, of betting your money on on short term prognostications, God bless you. You're a better man than I am. Hey, that crypto's doing. That crypto's doing really well, from what I see. Well, the la- but Britt, the last few days, it's fucking killing. Don't, I wouldn't. You're, you're, I wouldn't you're, 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 no, you're wrong, Britt. It is going nuts again. Looks, okay, it's, it's it going like it's nuts. It looks like it's. Yes, it is. It's up five percent today. So that bit. Yes, Britt. So don't, don't, don't do. No, that a week ago, yes, it was over. That's it. Crypto's a flop. It's a ripoff. It's a fake. I, I wouldn't now touch it's it not. anyway. I, would, I, I understand anyway. that. I, un- I understand. I get, get that. By the way, it happens to be, I would say it would happen to be Putin's favorite currency, would be any kind of crypto, because it can hide and it can go places that money can't go. Well, there's a lot There's a lot of movement to try to get the transparency of yeah. uh, people you How's know, that going? Re- revealed a little bit. Well, it's going real. Actually, it's going pretty good, except, <laughs> except in a few isolated cases. So you're, you know, um, 
Yeah, crypto has the problem of it being thought of as the currency for drug dealers and dictators and oligarchs. Absolutely. And terrorists, yet at the same time wanting to have complete legitimacy. Well, the only way you have more legitimacy and more acceptance is to not be that other thing. So they're trying to they're trying to thread the needle. It's kind of like being Facebook, okay? They want everyone in the world to communicate, but by doing that, you allow a few uh, slugs in there and they fuck everything up, right? So you, you, you either you either have to have rules or you don't you don't have rules. So I say put all your money in an NFT and let it ride. Yeah. Instead of crypto, because it's totally different, Britt. In- it's a total. It's a total. Up. It's a much more secure thing. Oh, yeah. it's much more. That's the way to go. Yeah, yeah I, you know, Britt, Britt's got a, a an NFT of himself taking a shit yesterday. How much are you trying to get for that? It went up forty percent overnight. It's amazing. <laughs> 